0: Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Motion is made to help your business succeed. With Merchant Capital and Standard Bank Sharia Banking, we serve ambitious growth.
2: Welcome back. If you are just joining us, this is INX Prime Live. Remember, we are on your screens every single Monday to Friday between the hours of 6 p.m. and 8 p.m. Now, with it being a Friday, it's definitely a sports Friday, and I'm delighted to be joined by Chris Colen, all the way from the UK. Now, Chris is a well-known and well-respected analyst from the United Kingdom and some may actually say a die-hard and rather crazy Tottenham fan. Now, with over 50 million views on his YouTube channel, Chris provides fans all around the world with useful updates on the latest news coming from the Premier League in particular. Now, we are joined with Chris right now. Chris, good evening and welcome to Prime Live.
3: Good evening to you. Thanks so much for having me on. Pleasure to be here.
2: It's a pleasure having you. I want to start off first with rugby before we get into the exciting bits of football. Um, Let's just chat about the Springboks. Now, we know in less than an hour, the Springboks will take on the All Blacks at Twickenham in your neck of the woods. Any prediction on the game and any of the upcoming World Cup games in particular?
3: Well, I think this game will be close. Uh, The last couple of meetings, of course, New Zealand have won. Uh, The two before that, South Africa have won. Uh, But the World Cup, of course, takes place in France next month. And I would love to see um, the uh, repeat of the 2019 final, South Africa v England. But, of course, with England winning this one rather than South Africa, of course, winning uh, back in 2019. But I'm sure it would be a great event.
2: Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I think it's going to be an exceptional build-up to the Rugby World Cup that is coming up very shortly in France in particular. But let's get on to football now. So we know that the Premier League is everyone's favourite thing in the entire world. I know Saudi's trying to catch up, but they can never touch the Premier League. And I want to start off with my favourite team, which is Chelsea Football Club. And I know that you might not really like that that much, (laughs) but Chelsea takes on Luton Town tonight in particular. We will see uh, Pochettino actually getting... Well, will we be seeing Pochettino get his first league win of the season, or will there be another upset like exactly what happened when they lost three-one against West Ham?
3: Well, I think uh, the two results that uh, Luton have had so far is a certain, you know, welcome to the Premier League because, of course, it is a very, very difficult competition. Uh, Pochettino has taken over at Chelsea, as you said, and uh, I think he's going to do an exceptional job there, as he did at Tottenham. Um, of course he 's got a lot of work to do there he 's got a lot of players going out the door coming in the door a lot of transfer activity at that club at the moment. but I do expect Chelsea to pick up their their first win of the season tonight against Luton because I just think that got, their squad is going to be so strong uh, for the likes of Luton because you know, they 're going to you know really adapt to the Premier League and it 's going to take them a little while to do so but I think Pochettino will do a, a fantastic job at chelsea sadly um i don 't I don't um, really like seeing him wear that Chelsea badge, of course, uh, because he was such a a, a great guy at Tottenham. uh, But, of course, players move on, managers move on, clubs move on, and uh, we've got Ange Postacoglu now, and we've got to move the club forward.
2: Yeah, let's just chat about Spurs and Chelsea in particular, and I think it's such an important conversation to have. I mean, just looking at their midfield load, you know, you see Fernandez, Caicedo and Lavia in Chelsea's midfield. But then you look at Spurs' midfield, and it does look relatively good now that they have Madison in that midfield, and things are moving quite well. Do you think the Premier League is getting closer for all the other teams, excluding Manchester City?
3: Absolutely. I think there is a lot of work to do still to catch up with the likes of Manchester City. And of course, Arsenal have invested a lot of money um, into their squad, into their team. They've, they've given Arteta the tools that he needs to take them forward. But uh, with Tottenham, certainly, uh, Pape Matassar had a fantastic game against Manchester United last weekend. James Madison is that now creative player that Spurs have been missing since Christian Eriksen left uh, some years ago. And Yves Bissouma has been absolutely superb in the two games so far. Uh, But Chelsea, uh, you know, they want to show real intent. They want to back Pochettino. They want to back their manager coming in. They've spent an awful lot of money. They will want success. They will want to see, uh, you know, entertaining football on the pitch, as do our Spurs fans. Uh, But Casado, uh, you know, they've gone out, they've bought big and uh, they've bought a proven Premier League player in, in that central midfield. And I think he will be a great success for them.
2: Let's see what happens. I want to touch on Spurs again. So tomorrow we see uh, Tottenham taking off on their magnificent result against Manchester United where they're now going to be taking on Bournemouth. What do you think will happen in that game and do you think Madison will be fit for this game?
3: Well, Ant Postacoglu had his press conference earlier today and he did confirm that Madison did train today and he will be available for selection for the game tomorrow against Bournemouth. I would expect and I do expect a high-scoring game, an entertaining game. Of course, Spurs had to come uh, from 2-0 behind last season when we eventually won the game 3-2 right at the end. It was a a very entertaining game and I'm expecting um, the same again. Um, But um, I think with Tottenham this season, we are going to see entertaining football. And Ange Postecoglou certainly offers entertaining football, front foot football. We're getting, you know, we're rediscovering our DNA of that attacking style, that Tottenham way, that Tottenham style. And I think it's going to be, um, you know, entertaining season for Spurs. And I think that Tottenham are probably going to be the team that every neutral fan is probably going to watch because we are going to concede a lot of goals, but we're going to s- score a lot of goals as well. So it's going to be entertaining stuff.
2: Yeah, this season looks incredible. You know, we can talk about uh, Fabrizio Romano being a transfer newsbreaker, but we can also call you one of these newsbreakers. It's quite interesting that you were the first person to break the news of Madison leaving the stadium in a protective boot just uh, a few days ago. I think that's quite incredible. How did you get that news so quickly?
1: Say hello to a new era of mental health care.
3: It was a weird one, actually. I I, I recorded my uh, podcast, which is called the Spurs Chat Podcast, immediately after the game with three very special guests that I have on to talk about the match. And I was actually sat uh, by the lift, and uh, Deli Ali went down the lift, and Postacoglu come up the lift, and then uh, James Madison. Uh, came up as well. Um, he was visiting his box to uh, to go and talk to and see family members. So I saw him uh, wear this protective boot, uh, hoping it was just precaution, uh, which it was, and it's turned out to be that case. Um, you know, we certainly don't want to have a an injury to him, you know, so early on in the season because he's, he's been fantastic already. But, um, yeah, it was just a case of uh, right place, right time.
2: Yeah, Chris, let's get into a bit of a challenge right now. We are going to look at all of the remaining Premier League predictions, well, games and fixtures in particular. We're going to make predictions, and then we're going to see how many you get right and how many I get right. Does it sound good?
3: Absolutely. Bring it on.
2: Awesome. Let's go. Okay, the first game is between Bradford and uh, Palace, Crystal Palace. Now, we know that Bradford is at home, and, uh, I mean, it's been mixed results here and there for both teams. Who do you think is going to win? I think that's
3: going to be a draw, actually. I'm going to go for 2-2. I know that both teams can score goals, so I'm going to go 2-2.
2: Yeah, I think I'm going with a Bradford win on that one. Let's move on to Arsenal versus Fulham. Now, I mean, Arsenal's been winning for fun. They've been scoring a lot of goals, and they are at the Emirates. What do you think is going to happen between Arsenal versus Fulham?
3: I would love to see Fulham go there and get the three points, but sadly, I think Arsenal are going to win that one. I'm going to go 2-0.
2: Yeah, I would love for Fulham to get those three points as well. But yeah, I guess I have to agree with you on Arsenal on that one. Let's look at the next game. It's Manchester United versus Nottingham Forest. Now, I mean, this is quite an important game. Also, knowing that Chelsea played a bit of a role in this game, they allowed uh, you know Santos to actually move over to Nottingham Forest on loan just to be able to you know tighten up that midfield, but also to add that creativity as well. But they are playing at Old Trafford. Manchester United versus Forest. Who's taking it?
3: I think Manchester United will win this one. I was very surprised on how poor they were at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium against Spurs last week. So I'm going to go for 3-1 Manchester United. 3-1.
2: 3-1. I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be probably a 2-1. And I do see Mason Mount probably performing for the first time this season. But I do think there's a reason why Chelsea sold him. He's not that great these over these coming seasons. But let's take a look at another game. Now, we know that Everton's going to be taking on Wolves. Everton's been horrible so far. They've been losing games very badly. Uh, they've lost their first two games. But so has Wolves. Right? Wolves is also sitting down. I think it's 19th versus 20th. What's going to happen at Goodison?
3: I think this game has a draw written all over it. 1-1. Um, one,
2: one. Yeah, I'm, I'm going with an Everton win. I feel like because they're at home and the home support and you know a lot of the fans are very passionate. They want to see the team do well. I think Everton could end up just taking this one. Let's move on to the next game. Now we are looking at Brighton. Now, Brighton is quite a special team. They're scoring incredible goals, really amazing-looking goals, but also a lot of them at the same time. They are taking on West Ham, who had that shock result win over Chelsea just a few days ago with that 3-1 win, even being down to 10 men and they still managed to win the game. Who do you think is going to win between Brighton versus West Ham?
3: I'm going to go for a 2-0 Brighton win. Um, I've got to say I'm a big fan of De Um I think he played some entertaining stuff down at Brighton, and... Uh, I think he will have a fantastic career as, uh, as manager. So I'm going to go for a Brighton win.
2: Yeah, I'm going to agree with you on that one, 2-0. So the next one, I don't even think it's a conversation around win, lose or draw. I think we just have to ask how much, right? <laughs> it's Sheffield United versus Manchester City. That one should be a how much? Would you think it's going to be more than three, more than four, more than five for Manchester City? 4-0. 4-0, yeah. I'm also going for quite a big scoreline as well. I think it should be maybe either like a 5-1 or perhaps somewhere around there. Let's look at the next game. Now, we do know Burnley's taking on Aston Villa. I mean, Aston Villa has bought really well in the transfer market. They've bought some incredible players, players that a lot of your big top four play- teams were looking at, but they managed to snatch some of these amazing players and they've started to perform quite well. I know the first game of the first game week for Aston Villa wasn't the best. They ended up losing that game, but they really did come back and bounce back in the next game week. We're seeing Burnley, it is Vincent Company's Burnley taking on Aston Villa, but Aston Villa. Aston Villa is away. They're not at Villa Park. What's going to happen?
3: I think you're right. I think uh, Aston Villa have bought very well in the transfer window. Um, I can see them winning this game. I can see them having a very successful season under Emery, who is doing a remarkable job there at the moment, getting them into Europe. Uh, I'm going to go for a 2-0 Aston Villa win.
2: I'm thinking more of a draw. I think it's going to be a 1-1. Burnley's going to definitely score early. Aston Villa's going to score late in the game and they're just going to hold on to that draw. Now, it is the game of the match week. People are waiting for this game in anticipation. It is going to be... The Magpies. It is at St James's Park. It's Newcastle versus Liverpool, in particular. I mean, they have Tonali, they have Isak, they have all of these incredible players at Newcastle. But so does Liverpool, right? They have Man- they have Mohamed Salah. They have a whole lot of uh, amazing players, McAllister out there. What's the scoreline gonna be come Newcastle versus Liverpool at St James's Park?
3: I'm going to go for a Newcastle win, 2-1, because the crowd, whenever I go to St James's Park, that crowd is unbelievable. So I just think the crowd will get Newcastle over that line and they will get the three points. Um, But uh, I think that would be a fantastic game, that one.
2: Yeah, it's practically the only club up north to that level. I mean, they really are very well supported. Uh, I mean, just looking at all of these games, it is quite exciting. I'm looking forward to the Chelsea game. I'm sure you're looking forward to the Spurs game. But let's move away from looking at predictions and let's just talk about the transfer window. Now, we now have less than a week until the transfer window closes. And if rumours are to be believed, this could prove a long week for the likes of Jurgen Klopp and Liverpool fans as Saudi are actually circling around Mohamed Salah. Do you think Mohamed Salah could end up leaving the Premier League and moving over to Saudi? To be honest with you, I think any any
3: player could end up going to the Saudi league at the moment. They don't seem to take no for an answer and they seem to be offering so much money to these players uh, and these contracts that they're offering uh, these players at the moment. But I've absolutely no doubt that Liverpool want to keep Mo Salah, uh, an unbelievable player, an unbelievable player in the Premier League and, uh, you know, a fantastic goal scorer. Um, Jurgen Klopp certainly won't want him going anywhere. So it'd be an interesting one. But... You know, money talks, unfortunately, and a lot of these players, you know, when they're offered serious amounts of money, uh, like so many have uh, in the last couple of months, uh, we have seen, you know, so many players go from the Premier League over to the Saudi League. So it's going to be an interesting one.
2: Yeah, I wanted to get your opinion on this, about Saudi in particular. You know, they've done it with Live Golf, right? And it worked really well in their favour because they've managed to now partner up with PGA. I mean, what do you think is the actual plan when it comes to buying all of these superstar players and putting them in the Saudi league? Are they looking at getting somehow into a Champions League position, you know, changing the rules and getting themselves into the Champions League? Or what's the real plan?
3: There certainly seems to be um, that kind of plan at the moment about, you know, there is talk at the moment about whether they could actually have a Champions League spot. Um, at the the end of next season. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. But um, with so many superstar players going over and so many big names going to the Saudi League, I think then that UEFA and FIFA will certainly look um, at that in the future. And uh, it may may change things. It may change uh, sport. It may change football in the Saudi League um, for the better, certainly for them. Um, Because when you've got so many superstars uh, working over there, um, I think that... You know, everybody wants to watch them.
2: That's quite true. Just in closing, before we let you go, I just want to cover some of these transfer rumours and conversations. The first one has a lot to do with your guys' open position now in the forward position at Spurs. I mean, Harry Kane, you know, losing him for £100 million, but you're also losing a player that scores 30-plus goals every single season. How do you think you guys are going to replace him?
3: It's a big loss, I'll be honest with you. It's a huge loss, and uh, Richarlison now is in Harry Kane's place. A lot of Spurs fans want the club to go out and sign a striker. Um, In my personal opinion, I would be surprised if we do go out and sign a striker because Antipos de has said on many, many occasions we've got to get players out the door. It seems hard at the moment for the club to get players out the door uh, before we bring in other new players, but I had hoped as a Spurs fan with that money sat there, uh, that we had not spent that money already and we will actually go out actively and go out and sign a recognized striker who we know is going to score goals in the Premier League. But watch this space. Anything can happen in the transfer window, especially in the last week.
2: Yeah, Chris, before we let you go, we're going to let you go right now because it's been an incredible conversation, but it has been, you know, very informative as well. I want to just get your top four come the end of the season. Who do you think is going to be sitting in those top four spots?
3: Um... I think Manchester City are so strong. I think that they will win the Premier League. I think Arsenal, sadly, will be up there. Um, I think Newcastle will be there and I think uh, Liverpool will be there as well. Um, It's going to be an interesting Premier League. I would love to have said Spurs in the top four, but I think in this transfer window, we need to do a whole lot more before we are talking about uh, back, back in the Champions League or indeed the Europa League spot. But I think it'll be an exciting season for Spurs. But I think the Manchester City again will just be so strong and I think they'll be Premier League champions again.
2: I think so too, Chris. Thank you so much for joining us. It's been an incredible conversation.
3: Thank you so much.
2: Awesome, guys. That is Chris Colin who is emphasizing the fact that it's Manchester City. Arsenal, Newcastle and Liverpool as he's predicted top four come the end of the season. Now don't forget guys, it has been one year since we've actually opened up our doors and get onto the screens in particular when it comes to Prime Live. And it has been quite an incredible journey. It's been a magnificent journey. It's been been a life-changing journey. But don't hear it from me. It's time for us to show you guys just a small sneak peek of how the last year has been for INX Prime. Let's take a look.